You're listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number 37. If you've been in a relationship with someone who mistreated you or abused you, it's almost unbelievable that you would miss that person. But for a lot of survivors of abuse, missing the person who hurt you is a reality. Sometimes it's a lot, and sometimes it's a little, and sometimes it comes in waves and back and forth. But this is something people do experience, and we shouldn't ignore it. And I want you to know, there's nothing wrong with you, and you shouldn't be ashamed or embarrassed. It's all about how your brain is wired. So today, I'm going to teach you about the real reason you miss someone who hurt you, or maybe someone who you don't even want. And when you learn this and put this into practice, you can release that longing so you can stop feeling sad and lonely. If this is the first time you're listening, my name is Allison K. Dagny. I am a survivor of more than 20 years of narcissistic and psychological abuse. After escaping my abuser, I wrote a memoir about my experience so that I could raise awareness about hidden abuse and give hope and inspiration to victims and survivors. If you want to read my book, you can get it on Amazon. It's in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. But after I escaped my abusive marriage, I felt a deep longing for what I lost in that marriage. I knew it wasn't my abuser that I missed. So that's what I'm here for today, to help you see what you're really missing when you're just thinking it might be him. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence, and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny, so let's get started. Okay, so let's just jump right into this. A lot of people who've suffered from emotional abuse or any kind of abuse really miss their ex, right? Even if they know that person's not good for them or has deeply hurt or betrayed them. And this can get really confusing. Typically what's happening here is these people only focus on the good times. Primarily they end up lost in a sort of nostalgia where they think about all the wonderful things about this person, which usually happened at the start of the relationship and typically during the love bombing stages. Nostalgia like this will, of course, bring up feelings of longing and sadness and sometimes a lot of loneliness. So to combat this, to stop missing their ex, what a lot of women do is try to distract themselves, push the thoughts away, think of something else, But this strategy is really ineffective. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work because over time, the brain has been programmed to believe that this particular person is the source of your happiness, the source of your security or your feelings of worth, your pride of having a relationship or companionship. There really is a number of things you could insert here. But what I'm going to talk about today is why it isn't really him you're missing and how you can pull yourself out of that sadness and that longing when you find the true source of why it's happening. 
So you might be thinking now, but Allison, I really loved him. I know it's him that I miss. How can it be that it isn't? So before I answer that, I want to ask you to think about something. What does it look like for your life if you pin all of your happiness on that one person? If you can only get your sense of security from that person, if you only find joy and laughter in that relationship with that specific person, what does your life look like? Because when that person is gone, wouldn't that mean all that other great stuff has gone too? And if that's true, doesn't that mean you'd be unhappy forever? Life can look really bleak with this type of perspective. And women who think like this sink into a really dark place. They don't find joy in everyday things. They may isolate themselves from other people who they love. They don't venture out to meet people. They may essentially ball up and shut out the world. They might obsess over their ex's social media and ruminate over the past, which really just keeps them focusing on other things in the past and the future and keeps them from being present in the now and moving forward in a healthy way for their life. Okay, so let me answer your question. The question was, but I really loved him. I know it's him that I miss. How can it be that it isn't? So let's talk about this. If you have a pen and paper and you're in a place that you can write, then I'd love for you to do that now. If not, you can come back to this later and do this exercise. First, on a piece of paper, write down all the things that you miss about your ex. Now, here, I'm talking about the things that only he can give to you, that you cannot get from any other person on the planet. So if you say, well, he made me laugh, really consider, is there no other person who could make you laugh? You're going to need to be really honest with yourself here. Write down all of the things, right? Then go back and look at this list and really inspect if you can give those things to yourself or maybe if someone else could. A lot of times when you hold on to your ex, even when you know they were not good for you, it's because we believe that only they can fill a need that we have inside of us. For instance, if you miss having him around because you felt safe and secure with another person in your home, ask yourself, can I feel safe and secure in my home without this person? Can I install security cameras? Can I get a big dog that protects the house? Can I find other ways of keeping myself feeling safe and secure besides having this particular person here? If you miss the laughter, how else can you achieve the same kind of joy in your life? Can you watch comedy shows? Can you go out with friends who keep you laughing? What else is in your control to actually feel and experience this kind of joy? And a lot of times we may have had this kind of joy just in a very, very fleeting moment or sporadically through breadcrumbing and things like that. So it's really important to recognize and be honest with yourself about what it is that you truly miss about this person and ask yourself if you can find ways to incorporate that into your life on your own or with other people who you truly care about. So you see, it isn't always the exact person that we miss, but rather it's the feelings that we are missing when that person was around and when those good feelings came up in specific circumstances or situations when we were with them. And just to reiterate, I am specifically talking about if that person wasn't good to you, if they hurt you or betrayed you, and then you're still feeling like you miss that person. 
So dwelling on all the good feelings that you got when they were around, when they were treating you good or when they were treating you nicely, of course, is going to have you longing for that and missing that because you want those feelings back again. When you get your list, it's going to give you a much clearer picture about what it is that you are really missing. Are you missing feelings of security? Are you missing feelings of being included when you were out with friends because you had a partner? Are you missing having company so you don't feel lonely? So you need to really ask yourself these questions and put them on paper. Okay, so the next thing that you'll want to do is write down some of the things that you are thinking about related to those feelings about what you're missing. So, for example, if you said, I miss when he made me laugh, then write down all the thoughts you have about this particular thing about him, about his ability to make you laugh. What do you believe about his ability to make you laugh? Do you believe he's the only one who can make you laugh like that? Do you believe you'll never be happy again without him? Do you believe that you're missing out because now he's making someone else laugh when it should be you? Right. So you're going to want to get really deep into this because it's not just about missing the laughter. It's about what you're making it mean. So all of these questions that I just asked are examples of subconscious beliefs. And this is if this is the first time that you're hearing this or you're hearing my podcast, um, I'd encourage you to go back to the beginning and start listening from number one. Um, your subconscious mind runs 95% of the show and your conscious mind runs about 5%. We have about 60 to 70,000 thoughts every single day and 80,000 of those thoughts are the same thoughts as we had yesterday. So your subconscious mind stores all of the things that you believe to be true. However, I have to remind you, a belief is only a thought that isn't 100% true for 100% of people 100% of the time. So when you think about that, that's a lot of stuff, right? That's a lot of just beliefs. And some of these things may not be true. And even if those things are true, the meaning that we give to those things that are true is really what lies in the subconscious mind. So what if you question some of those thoughts? That's what I want you to do next. On your paper, take some of these thoughts and act like your own best lawyer to argue for a different story. This takes a little bit of effort and you have to be open to other possibilities. You need to act like your own best friend here. What if your best friend was saying, no one can ever make me laugh like him? What would you say to her? How would you counter this belief to her? you probably make a joke and probably make her laugh and say, is that really true? Because I just made you laugh. That's essentially what you're doing for yourself here. The problem most people have is that they think a thought so many times that it becomes automatic. It never even occurs to them to consider something else. Some other option or some other possibility is all we need to consider But when you can do this, you start to feel relief. You start to feel lighter. You start to realize that your thoughts are what are keeping you in a state of sadness and longing and missing. And not for him, but for the feeling itself that was attached to him. Isn't it true that there are people who have thought there was only one person out there for them? Then something happened. The relationship ended. Maybe the person passed away. But they were still able to move on to a newer and healthier relationship, right? I'm not saying everyone. I'm just saying, isn't it true that there are people out there who have thought that? Maybe there's only one person there for me and this is the person. But then that relationship ended. 
and then they were able to move on to a different relationship. Maybe you even know someone like this. Maybe this happened to you. And think about when you were younger. Maybe you had a crush when you were in middle school or high school. Back then, you probably believed there was nobody else on this entire planet that you would ever love more than that person. But look at you now, years later, missing someone else. So you see, it isn't about him. It isn't about that person specifically. It's about missing the feelings that came up when you were happy with that person. And it's perfectly okay to miss those feelings. It's perfectly normal to want those feelings back. But it's also extremely important to recognize that just because you miss those things doesn't mean you need to return to a toxic or abusive relationship. It doesn't mean that you have to patch things up or get closure because you want to feel that way again. It would be much more beneficial to your emotional health to take the steps I've outlined here. So number one, write a list of what you miss about him and only him. And number two, make sure those things are only things that he can give you and no one else, not even yourself. And then number three, write down the things that you believe about those feelings as they relate to your ex and act as your own best lawyer or your own best friend to debunk those things. That's going to be the most important part. Now, I need to let you know that there may be a lot of resistance to this. You may find it really difficult to think of other possibilities. And if you do, please know that is also very normal. Your brain just wants to keep you feeling safe. So it is probably going to resist a little bit. If it's been thinking the same things over and over and over, right, for years, it's probably going to resist a little bit. It's going to feel like this is unsafe and I shouldn't do this because you've been telling me that this is important to think this way for so long. And so your brain sets up the alarms and you're like, ah, I don't really want to let this go. The reason why is because holding on to these feelings of longing and sadness, it actually could be giving you something positive that you aren't aware of. For example, if I'm happy without him, if I can find that happiness and joy without him, Maybe that means I never truly loved him. And that could bring up feelings of guilt, right? Or if I don't miss him, then that means our entire relationship was fake or a fraud, right? So it's not really about what it is that you're believing. It's about what you're making those beliefs mean. What is it that you're actually making it mean? Is it, is it that you believe that if you don't miss him, then that would mean your entire relationship was a fake? So you see, holding on, and resistance is just your mind's way of protecting you it's completely normal your mind doesn't know that it's hurting you and even more to miss him and longing for these things it just thinks it's more painful to let go so i need to hold on but the reality is once you do see these other possibilities and you're able to start loosening that grip and letting go a little the pain is what actually goes away it's like if you're holding on to a rope you're hanging on so tightly, your hands are hurting, your skin is burning, you're afraid to let go because you're going to fall. But what you don't know is that you're only hanging about a foot off the ground. So if you just let go, you'll be back on solid ground and able to start healing your wounds. And I want you to know there are a lot of things that may come up when you're doing this work, right? Because if you're believing that you're missing him, but 
the reality is you're dismissing the feelings of what the relationship brought to you or what he brought to you. There could be things that come up where you may find that you're reflecting on those good times and remembering like special moments or shared experiences with them. But you also may be having regrets, right? Maybe regrets about the breakup or the way things ended with you and your ex or wonder if there's anything you could have done differently. Um, Other things that you might experience or thoughts about what went wrong. And a lot of women ruminate over this and find themselves thinking about, why the relationship ended or trying to make sense of what went wrong when they don't really have any good solid reason as to why that happened. Um, Another thing about uh, women might think about is what could have been, right? And um, this is something that uh, a lot of people struggle with because they find themselves maybe daydreaming about what the relationship could have been like if things had turned out differently. And so that also can keep you feeling like you miss the the person when in reality it was the rumination about the things that could have been in your mind which in reality we don't actually know these are just predictions in our mind another thing could be thoughts about your ex's current life and what they're up to what they're doing if they're happy and this goes back to rumination and when we feel things like this that are repeating over and over and over in our minds then that is sort of to us an indication that maybe we miss that person because we're thinking about them so much however I want to remind you that the thoughts that you keep thinking over and over again are automated um, thought patterns that you've created in your mind and you can change those thought patterns by getting into some deliberate action to write down what those thoughts are, what you make them mean, and then starting to flip them around and starting to question those things and see if maybe there's other possibilities that you hadn't considered. So I hope this has been helpful to you because I want you to release the attachment to the person because holding on to the attachment to the person is really disempowering and when we realize and understand that we can achieve those feelings by ourselves, inside of ourselves, with a little bit of practice and a little bit of effort then we realize that it's not really the person that we're missing especially as I said before if this person hurt you if this person was abusive if this person uh, mistreated you that it's not about missing the person, but about missing what the person um, or how the person made you feel during the good times. So take this, go back to the beginning and write down the questions that I had for you. Um, What is it that you miss about him? And are those things only he can give you and no one else, not even yourself? And then write down the things that you believe about those feelings as they relate to your ex. And then act as if you're your own best lawyer or your own best friend to start to debunk those feelings. And when you do this with practice over time, your brain starts to make these changes in these um, neuro pathways. And so it's sort of like muscle memory where as you're doing it more often, it just becomes more of an automatic. So if we want to get the automatic to be that I don't miss him and I understand that I'm missing a certain feeling and then I'm finding out, oh wait, I can give myself these feelings on my own or seek it out in other ways, then the missing of him starts to disappear 
And that's the goal, right? Especially if it's somebody who hurt you and um, it starts to make you feel like that there's something wrong with you because you're missing someone who hurt you. I want to remind you, it has nothing to do with that. It's all to do with your brain's wiring and your brain just wanting to keep you safe. Okay, so there's a flip side to this that I want to mention um, because there are a lot of people out there who will say, well, I don't miss my ex at all. He was a terrible person, he was terrible to me, and I don't miss him, but I still find myself feeling lonely or I still find myself um, longing for something. And for a lot of people, that might be things like missing the family unit or it might be things like missing the idea of having a married partnership. Um, It could be financial security. It could be all different kinds of things, right? So it doesn't have to be about the person that you miss. Um, It can also be things that you're missing that are related to the relationship by itself. And if that's the case, you can still do the same work for that. You can still start writing down the things to see if you can give yourself those things. Because Ultimately, if you're having these kinds of feelings and ultimately if you are having this longing of wanting the family back together or this longing of, of missing the you know holiday gatherings with a big um, extended family or your friend group or whatever that might be, right? There are ways that you can take this information that you know now, that you're aware of, write it down and then start inspecting it. And I always focus on writing it down because a lot of times what happens is We think about these things in our mind. We think about it when we wake up. We think about it when we're falling asleep. We might think about it throughout the day. And we never get it on paper. But I can't stress the importance of putting this stuff on paper because that is how you slow down your subconscious mind. And it can give you a lot of clarity about the things that you've been repeating in your mind continuously and finally getting it out on paper can really help you connect some dots and then release some of these emotions of longing or sadness. Um, So the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I know not everyone misses their ex. Like for me specifically, I, as soon as I know that my ex was abusing me, I was like, I'm out of here. I never want to see your face again. And I did not miss him. There were aspects that I also missed, though. I missed the big family gatherings. I missed going out with friend groups. I missed being able to have a family unit with my children and a husband. I missed having um, a lot of other things that didn't have anything to do with him. So I realize and understand that this could be the case for a lot of you who are listening as well, but it still applies. The same strategy still applies. So what was I making it mean that I had um, the opportunity to be part of an extended family? Or what was I making it mean that I had the ability to hang out in big friend groups, right? So my meaning is going to be different from someone else's meaning. So write those things down and how they relate to the situations that you're longing for or that you miss. And then you can start to challenge those ideas. And when that happens, you really kind of open your mind up. And when you open your mind up, you start rewiring those programs in your mind that keep repeating, that keep you feeling in pain. I want to remind you that just in two days, on Thursday, the 23rd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am hosting a free 
one-hour live master class. And I would love to invite you to come to it and get your free seat. And it's all about how to stop thinking of your ex without waiting for time to pass. I'm sharing this with you because I talk about it a lot on the podcast and how you can heal from emotional abuse. But this is going to go into a little bit more depth on how you can make this happen for you using the framework that I use with all my clients, the framework that I use for myself anytime I'm having any issues and the only thing that's helped me to heal. So if you'd like to join the masterclass, you can get the link directly on my Instagram page or you can go to my website and there is a link there to get on as well. So I hope to see you there. And if you have any questions, you can always DM me in Instagram or Facebook, send me a message or email me, Allison at whentearsleavescars.com. And I'd be happy to give you all the information and send you the link to sign up if that's easier for you as well. So have a great week and I will hopefully talk to you at the masterclass. But if not, then um, I'll be right back here next week for a new episode. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in